Hello, and welcome to Student Stories, a PRSSA podcast. This series highlights various PRSSA students as they navigate the communications industry, share insights, and tell their unique PRSSA story. These are all stories for students, by students, about students. I'm your host, Zach Farincheck, Vice President of Brand Engagement for PRSSA National. Episode 4, A Year in Review, features Katie Bellinger and Rachel Meltzer. Katie Bellinger serves as the 2020-2021 PRSSA National Vice President of Digital Communications. She is a recent graduate from Sam Houston State University, where she earned her Bachelor of Arts in Mass Communication with an emphasis in public relations and advertising and a minor in graphic design. Bellinger currently works for the State Fair of Texas in their marketing department and is pursuing a Master of Arts in Digital Strategy from the University of Florida. Rachel Meltzer is a senior at the University of Oklahoma studying public relations and arts management and entrepreneurship. She serves as the PRSSA 2021-2022 National President, previously serving as the 2020-2021 Vice President of Events and Fundraising on the PRSSA National Committee. She additionally serves as president of the OU Advertising Club and hosts Hi Friends, the podcast. Katie, Rachel, and I review the past year serving on PRSSA National Committee. We go over some of our favorite memories and things we learned from serving in our respective roles, and then we look to the future as we welcome a brand new PRSSA National Committee and a brand new PRSSA year. Without further ado, here's our conversation. Awesome. We will go ahead and get right into the first question here. So as you guys know, we entered the National Committee in a historic year. So I want to talk a little bit about that experience. What was it like running for your positions during, you know, right after that pandemic hit Um, And really, what inspired you to run despite having your life, you know, disrupted due to COVID-19? We'll start with you, Katie. Um, So when I decided to run, it actually was before COVID hit. Um, But with that being said, obviously, we had to run during the time when it first shut everything down. So, you know, everything went virtual. The elections went virtual. um, Leadership assembly went virtual. And honestly, it kind of felt a little great at first because the thought of public speaking in front of that many people terrified me. Um, and so having the opportunity to kind of just like relax and record my video was really, really helpful. Um, but, you know, I knew it was going to be a challenge. I knew it was going to be a time where like we didn't really know what was happening. This has never really happened for national committees in the past. So I knew it was like a lot of learning curves, but I knew you know, a lot of things were shutting down. And if this was a year to like gain experience from a situation of shutting down, this is going to be the year to learn a lot. So, you know, it was kind of intimidating at first, but I knew, you know, I'm going to learn so much in this transition phase. So I might as well, you know, keep going with it. Yeah. Jumping off what Katie said, it was definitely I don't know, just a lot going on in terms of, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? Are we going to Arizona? Are we not going to Arizona? Um, and so when all of that kind of settled down, it 
honestly, I mean, for me, I had never kind of been through that process of like, you know, obviously running for national committee or kind of seeing how that played out. So, I mean, it was kind of just a fresh, clean slate. I didn't really know any different, Um, but I did really think that it was really great that people kind of like did have that opportunity to, you know, get to film their videos and get to be on Zoom um, to do the Q&A and things with everything going on in the world. So I think that it definitely made things a lot more accessible for people, Um, even, you know, our delegates to be able to vote and things and be able to watch things on their own time um, in the midst of all the craziness, because like some people hadn't been back to school yet. Some people we're going back just to get those things. And so I know things are really crazy. So I think that kind of, you know, our entire society felt that a little bit, but I mean, yeah, like Katie said, I had also decided to run for national committee before COVID was a big deal per se. Um, you know, back when it was just like, oh, you know, there's a couple cases in Seattle. This is kind of a weird thing that's happening. Um, so it was kind of crazy seeing through, even through like the, the process, how, much things were changing. And so it was really awesome to kind of see, you know, these leaders step up, um, even just throughout the application process and the, um, whole elections, seeing people reach out to each other, check in on each other and all those things was just really cool. And it kind of did show us how like socials could still connect us, which was really cool. Um, and something that definitely became a big foundation moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. And I know uh, you and I discussed on an earlier podcast episode, Rachel, um, kind of the proliferation of uh, virtual conference experiences. But, you know, I know for me running for the National Committee, I, I had also already committed to it. I feel like if I would uh, have backed out at the last second there, my predecessor, um, Terrell, would have hunted me down. <laughs> but um No, like something I wanted to say, and you know, I was talking to the editor in chief of the student newspaper at Capitol before, uh, you know, I graduated and everything. And he really said something that stood out to me. It was, uh, he's like, hey, Zach, you know, we will go down in history as the two that really led, um, you know, Capitol University student newspaper through such a historic time. And I think that also applies to PRSSA, like, you know, us on the national committee, we have persevered and really learned and, uh, you know, just did the thing um, during a very historic year. And, you know, that's props to, uh, you know, us, but really to all of our members, the faculty advisors, um, professional advisors, the extended PRSSA family, you know, after this crazy year, we all deserve a pat on the back and maybe a bit of a break before um, we kind of re-gear or refresh with the new PRSSA year. But uh, let's talk a little bit more about the year that we had. Um, You know, I want to ask this question to you both. What was it like working entirely virtually with the National Committee? You know, we didn't get a meet at all in person this year, but we did some awesome things. So tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, I can definitely take that. I think that, you know, um, I have had experience working with, you know, a remote board in my work in high school on the state theater board, but we got to meet each other. Um, and I think that with this national committee, it was, it started us off kind of, you know, we all had this weird, like, Oh, not really sure what's going on. So we were able to lean on each other in that sense, which I think was really cool and made us kind of, you know, able to bond with each other because, you know, a big thing is like, Oh, Hey, like don't reinvent the wheel, 
but all of us were quite literally having to reinvent the wheel for whatever we were doing because nobody had been in a world that was like it was and to some extent still is. Um, so I think that being able to, you know, lean on each other was definitely something that bonded us in a way that um, kind of not made up, but almost made up for the fact that we weren't able to see each other and meet each other in person. Um, I know that there are people on the committee that I have just grown so close to and just absolutely adore from being able to work with them. And I think that obviously um, the time on the committee spent together is a huge attribute of that and being able to form those connections. Um, but yeah, I mean, all the time zones and never being in one place. I remember at one point we were literally communicating in like a four hour window of everybody trying to get everyone's schedule. And it's like, okay, well, does early evening work for you? And it's like, well, actually it's like noon here. So um, those will always be funny um, to remember. But um, overall, I am glad that our committee was able to, you know, bond in some way um, and still be able to come together to make this an awesome year for PRSSA. Yeah, I would have to say the same thing that you said, Rachel. I think, you know, Originally, when you think of national committee, you think of going to ICON and leadership assembly and all those things. And when it kind of seemed like that wasn't going to happen, we were all a committee, like with the knowledge of maybe it will happen, but we're all experiencing something that's not really happened before. So we're kind of all in this together. We're, you know, hitting new boundaries that no one else has done. So if anyone's going to, you know, relate to each other, it's each other. And so I think, you know, it does, you know, at the end suck that we didn't get to meet but I honestly feel like I've met every single one of the national committee members in person just because of the amount of zoom calls we've had just talking outside of calls and just like the personal relationships that we've gained outside of you know work and so it's been great honestly I really wouldn't change it for the world and I think if anyone's experts of online working now, it's us because we've really <laughs> been able to do some really awesome stuff within our positions, all fully remote. So it does give us a lot more opportunities. Yeah, no, that's that's absolutely range true what both you guys said. Um, you know, I was dubbed the Outlook and Outlines King uh, during these last 12 months. And that is a personal title that I think I will carry with me uh, for a long time. And I hope to live up to it. <laughs> Um, but kind of switching to a more serious note, um, something that Rachel mentioned is, you know, we were all brought kind of together by this experience. And I really think that day one, we all just came really close together as a national committee. Um, as you know, we released a statement in response to the murder of George Floyd and really the racial reckoning that followed. So I kind of wanted to take a second here to recall that moment and just ask you guys what was going through your head and what was that experience like kind of signing off on a statement, um, you know, not even 24 hours into the job? This is such a wonderful question. I think it really, it set the tone for the rest of the year, I think. And, you know, it, it made us really make a decision on where we stand as a group for diversity and I think I'm not going to speak upon everyone else but personally for me it really was like the setting stone like diversity is going to be important especially this year and it's going to be important for all of us to acknowledge all of us to learn all of us to take a part in learning because you know we can't be a national committee if we aren't you know being supporters of all of our um, community across the country so 
you know, I'll say it myself, you know, I'm not a minority, but I'm going to take the action to learn. And that was like the first decision where we were all, you know, given the option. And thankfully, you know, we all were open to providing resources and standing by our community who are experiencing injustices. And so it was, it was a serious decision. I think that we all um, made the decision to, to really be there for our members and actually take the time to do it and, and just not say that we're going to do it. We're actually going to get the resources, do the work to do it. And I think that was the best start because it really, you know, made us day one, we're going to take action. We're going to do something and it's going to be seen. So honestly, that's the best way to start it because it really promoted action and accountability on all of our parts. Yeah, I agree with Katie. It really did set the tone for the year. Um, and I remember that night getting a phone call from Nick Goble, who was the immediate past president. Um, and he was like, hey, we want to get this out. Will you sign off on it? Will you go look at it? Um, and he's like, this is really important. We want to make sure we get this out. And I think that, like Katie said, it set the tone and it would have been, you know, really easy to just be like, oh, hey, we're going to have our um officers like diversity and inclusion and then like nationals put this out but like the fact that everyone like really did come together to put that out there and that everybody was so committed to what was you know on that page and the fact that like it, the conversation didn't stop there either I mean that's something that's been brought up so many times throughout our term um and just like really remembering that and so for me that was a big moment where I was like this is this does set the tone and it sets um it really set the tone in terms of um being able to be like, hey, this committee is all in. We want to, you know, tell these stories. We want to, you know, be that positive, be that positive voice that is committed to um, talking about diversity, inclusion, and equity, and having those hard conversations. And I think that that's something that really did um, follow throughout the year, and really did start with that um, hard push on day one. Yep. Uh, again, like that was. That was definitely a very special moment and really just for society and the world as a whole, a lot more bigger than even PRSSA and PRSA. Um, but being able to experience that um, along with, you know, this national committee, th this group of people has definitely helped me grow as a person. And, uh, you know, being a cisgender, white, straight male, I don't have much to say in this uh, conversation. Um, besides just, I know I got that call as well. And, and my first thought was, let me get out of the way and figure out how to be an ally um, for those people that are hurting right now. So, and that's something that, again, we, you know, continued um, throughout our term. And I really have enjoyed just being able to be exposed to the greater PRSA community as well. Um, the diverse dialogue series that the PRSA diversity um, committee uh, has been putting on, um, you know, for over a year now, I, I'm pretty sure has been really enlightening. And I think they have another one coming up this week. So I'm excited to uh, check it out. But uh, moving on here, um, you know, we already had a whole podcast covering this with Rachel and I kind of discussing virtual conferences with uh, Kix Patterson, but coming, uh, you know, on the other side of that curve um, after district conferences and after leadership rally, I wanted to revisit that just briefly here. And Katie, feel free to chime in as well. But really, what is some of your main takeaways after, you know, serving um, as the vice president of events and fundraising during this insane year? And then also, what um, have been some of the challenges, you know, in terms of uh, accomplishing all those district conferences? 
Oh my gosh. Well, to start off with, I just want to shout out so hard our district conference committees, um, our host chapters. They were absolutely phenomenal this year. And this is a year where it would have been just so easy to say, you know, I think I'm good. We're going to wait so we can do it in person, like we planned or, you know, how we were going to, how we are going to do it before. But all of these teams really did just step up and said, Hey, I, we want to own it. We want to do this. We want to make this an awesome year. And we want to provide awesome experiences for our members during this year. So I could not be more proud personally by how all of them turned out. They were all phenomenal, um, had super great feedback. Um, there were obviously some challenges, um, you know, working in a world where it was, Hey, maybe we'll do it hybrid. Maybe we'll have some in person. Um, it was definitely challenging in terms of, you know, getting, getting all those ducks in a row and being able to, you know, make those from decisions. And I think that, um, that's something that I'm really proud of our leaders for, um, and making those decisions and really thinking about the needs of our society and the needs of our people first. Um, cause you know, it would be really easy to be like, Oh, well, you know, like we had all this stuff set up, so we just want to do it this way. But, um, I'm really proud that they made the decisions that they needed to in order to keep people safe and do what was best for their communities as well. Um, so that is, was definitely a challenge was trying to navigate that. Sometimes we had to step, take a step back, rework things and all of that, um, as to be expected in a time like that. But, um, another big challenge actually was, you know, also making sure that schools kind of understood what was going on and, um, that, that these were like beneficial conferences to be having and that they were really, they were really beneficial for our society and they really engaged our society as well. Um, some schools, um, not necessarily PRSSA, but just like schools in general, you know, sometimes they kind of wonder, okay, well, like what's really the benefit of a virtual conference is, is it going to be worth putting it on or is it going to be worth our students to be like taking off class to go um, in like a virtual world? And so also really proud of the advocacy that our chapters had in dealing with that, um, whether it was for attendees or as host chapters themselves. So that was really awesome um, for sure. And I think that what is really cool moving forward is we kind of learned how this virtual space works and how this hybrid space can work. And the thing that I heard the most is hey, I was able to go to a district conference that I wouldn't have been able to go to because whether it was location issues or financial issues, you know, having it virtually and at this low cost really opened that up for some people. And I think that that's just really awesome that, you know, in a quote, like time where we were like all a little disappointed, you know, that we can't go have our conferences in person and go get to travel and see our friends that, that we were still able to find the good in it. And that was still something that was really great. Um, so I'm hoping that we'll be able to incorporate some type of hybrid model in the future or, or have a couple of virtual conferences um, for even those schools that might not have the capacity to host an in-person conference, but would do phenomenal at a only virtual conference. So hopefully that'll be able to be instilled in the future to really you know open that up, open up that accessibility. Um, we had an awesome conference from one of our Peru chapter and that was absolutely phenomenal. They had like over 250 in attendance and it was also bilingual, which I just thought was an amazing, you know, connection bridge between um, our English speaking and our Spanish speaking students and being able to bridge the gap there and get to share knowledge and share culture. Um, so that was really awesome. So I would love to see more collaboration in that moving forward as well. All great things. So much great stuff there. Um, you know, highlighting the Peru conference. I think that was seriously amazing. Um, shout out to my publication subcommittee member, Dieter Torado Nunez. Um, pardon if I mispronounce your name, of course. 
um, helped me to produce, well, he really did it, produce a recap of that conference um, in Spanish and English on progressions along with his chapter president, Rodrigo. Um, so that was just super cool, just seeing the innovation of our chapters. Um, Katie, I'll ask for any thoughts um, from you before going to the next question. Any thoughts on the virtual conferences? Yeah, I would just say, you know, seeing it firsthand, you know, going to Boston's um, district conference and just, you know, being an attendee, um, but also in the mindset of being on that district conference committee um, a few months back, ours, my chapter um, did one, it was the last district conference before COVID hit at the end of February last year. And so just kind of seeing the opportunities that you have in a virtual setting and comparing it to a lot of things that you have to think about in your district conference, whether that's like security and event um, promotion or not promotion, but like hosting it where the venue. And so there's a lot of um, flexibility with online um, events that you can save money on when, if you did, I cannot speak. If you did a like an in-person one, you can save a lot of money online. And I was seeing like the differences. And so there's a lot more flexibility, you know, chapters who may not have the financials to host a district conference now have an opportunity to, because all you really need is Zoom and the power to get speakers. And um, so definitely seeing like innovation, Slack channels and all those different platforms of ways to connect were just so um, inspiring really. And it just shows like the power of technology and how we can overcome this year of tech or this year of shutdowns and Zoom fatigue and still have a meaningful and successful conference. Absolutely, um, you know, I think that the shift to virtual will do a lot for accessibility, which I think is a huge thing. Um, and, you know, highlighting another district conference, the University of Rhode Island, I was able to attend that one. Um, you know, it was all virtual, Zoom and Slack, but really uh, that conference was put on by two people. Um, Shervan and then Kat, who is uh, actually my successor as vice president of brand engagement, shout out Kat. Um, they put that conference on just them too. And you know, that is uh, a huge feat, but it's also an inspiring one for some of those smaller chapters out there that might not have, again, the resources uh, to host an in-person ordeal. So I'm excited to see how it continues to, uh, you know, um, roll out, I guess, the, uh, the idea of conferences and for those uh, looking at the next big PRSSA conference, our ICON conference uh, information has been announced and uh, there will be a virtual component for those who are not able to attend in person, which is always fantastic news. Um, moving on to the next question real quick here. You know, this is kind of a big one, so take your time on it. But Katie, this year has been huge for social media for PRSSA as it really has been the main vehicle for us to get information out to members. We don't have a um, in-person gathering where we can just sit everyone down and kind of talk to them. So really tell me, um, what's your experience been like running social media for PRSSA? And are there any moments you want to highlight from this past year? So I would definitely love first off to talk to um, the people previous in my position from years behind to just compare experiences because I definitely know they have all been different. But, um, you know, this year, 
it has I feel like it has like a lot of twists and turns overall I have nothing but good things to say it has been the experience of my life I have learned so so much but you know there's obviously been tough times and like you said with the shutdown and everything switching to digital you know your digital communications your social platforms are going to be one of your main pieces of communication to your audience and because our demographic is largely on social media you know the emphasis for everything being on social just makes sense but with that in mind everyone is thinking way with a lot of people being on so it's just getting overcrowded and content is just being consumed so much um, more than it was before so of course there's fatigue of course you're not gonna get the you know as as someone who was running social media platforms in a time when that wasn't the case it it was a little disheartening but I did have to remember the state that we were in um, but it was just trying to find a way to create content that stood out against all the already content made and make sure that we're making it relevant to our members so they can enjoy it and not just see another post that's just filling up their timeline. Um, so that was the hardest part, but you know, I seriously have learned so much and I really feel like I, I needed this to get me out in the real world because you know, they say t social media is a 24 hour job and you're gonna have to be there to cover things and to get things out quickly. And I feel like in this position, I've had to, do, had to do that. So it's great, you know, doing that in college and getting that experience now so that when it does happen, I'm more flexible and I'm more um, equipped to do it and not so much like be anxious or anything about it. And then to answer your question about any moments to highlight, I think, I think some of my favorite content that we have created is the diversity um, content just because it was just so meaningful and I learned so much. And I think that's the content that means the most is the ones where it's valuable to your consumers and you also get value from it as the creator. And, you know, working with Hania and everybody else on the, on the national committee to create content with the intent of it not being performative, with the intent to really, really be a resource for students was a good conversation to have. It made me look at diversity posts across social media and in a different way and I it really really opened my eyes and I learned so much that I just know is so valuable um, to learn in college let alone in this career so all of that content is just some of my favorites and I hold it so so dearly to my heart because I learned so much so I think that that's the biggest highlight I have. Rachel, any thoughts on the social media? Um, any kind of like, I don't, I don't know, any really any thoughts you have on that? I want to give you an opportunity. Uh, yeah, I think that I definitely saw that through our district conferences. You know, a lot of their promotion was through social media because it wasn't them getting to go speak to chapters and do things like they might have done in the past. Um, but I think that it's fun. You know, it's fun to see how you can infuse social media with some fun things. I know that some of our chapters did fun like social media competitions or like show me where you're tuning into our conference from or things like that on social media where it's you know it's just like fun and engaging and with like I feel like social media is a really big place right now to put out a lot of heavy content um as well which is it's important content but um also remembering you know to keep things fun um which is why I did love that our chapters were able to do some fun things like that um, for sure. And we got to do some fun stuff like that on national committee. Um, surprise, Katie didn't um, bring up our huge TikTok. Um, <laughs> 
but um getting to do those fun things was definitely a positive thing to be up to in social media this year for sure absolutely um you know katie brought up a really good point in terms of all the the diversity and really the um the content that is a little bigger than prssa and i know people just from my life outside of the prssa world were we're seeing that content and i think it um it informed them and it hopefully influenced them um to just be better like humans in general you know like everyone can learn and, and be more caring and empathetic but bringing things to a light hearted tone once again the tiktoks oh my gosh um i've loved seeing that i even made a tiktok uh, go check it out if you want to you can find it on the page um but yeah i mean it's it's just been so much fun and I'm excited to see, well, one, what Katie has for the rest of our term, and then also what her successor um, does in the role with social media. Moving on here, we're going to talk about our favorite memories of the term. This could be, you know, super impactful, um, you know, funny, or just something that you're really proud of. And I'm going to get it started with something that is uh, really very lighthearted. I wrote down getting TikToks emailed to me from the McDonald's social media manager. I'm not gonna give any more context there, but that was part of a uh, webinar that Katie was really um, the mastermind behind um, talking about the balance between social media um, and your career. And I was uh, honored to co-host that with her, but just having that interaction with our um, guest speaker, Caitlin Labruzzo um, for that was, literally amazing like it was just such a cool experience she's amazing um and everything that's going on over there at mcdonald's is super cool anyways uh let's move on to rachel first and then we can go back to katie for favorite memory oh my gosh there's so many um i mean one of my favorite memories which is prssa related um was getting to meet katie for the first time um because if you didn't know me and katie live um, pretty close to each other um, comparatively. And so getting to meet her was really fun. Um, cause I'd looked up to her for a while and it was just cool, um, getting to see her and then, um, getting to see her a couple more times throughout the year. So that was always a treat to get to see her. And sometimes we would do some like PRSSA stuff together, which was fun. Um, good fun stuff. But, um, other than that, I think that, you know, obviously a big highlight for me is going to be those district conferences and just getting to build bonds with the people that I got to work with. Um, I re literally remember some of the conference coordinators like texting me in like the middle of the night being like, oh my gosh, something broke or like this school administrators being frustrating or just like, you know, those moments of like stress that really do bring you together. Um, so just like getting to like learn about how they work, their processes, getting to just be inspired by them was just it's one of my favorite things and just seeing how strong the people that are entering our industry are and all the cool things that they're going to be and do. And um, I'm super excited that two of our conference coordinators are going to be on the national committee for this upcoming term. Erin um, and Kat are both um, phenomenal ladies and I'm super excited to get to continue to work with them in different capacities. Um, I, I just have nothing but fantastic things to say about all of our conference coordinators. Um, so that was definitely some of my favorite moments being on national committee. Katie, do you have a favorite moment from national committee? Oh, I have, I have so many. This is such <laughs> a hard question. Um, wow. You know, obviously meeting you, Rachel, was wonderful. And we did lie at the beginning because we did meet. So 
not some of us have met, which has been great. I am so, so thankful that we have met and our friendship truly means the most to me as well as everyone else on the national committee. But, um, you know, definitely highlighting what you said, Zach, you know, being able to be on a call with McDonald's social media and just talking about some social posts that have inspired me and just really, really made me laugh. And to think that she's the one behind that was just so, so cool. And a really like full circle moment for me, you know, that's something that I love doing on the chapter level is having an idea, getting a guest speaker and then making it happen and providing value for our um, students at the chapter level. And so getting to still do that on the national level with, you know, a bigger audience, it just, it really like, highlights the benefits of PRSSA, just like those skills in general to really like, you know, have an idea, do the work to get it to happen and then make it happen. Like that's so value that that experience is just so valuable for any student. And so being able to do that on the national level and it just, it was such a full circle moment for me. And also social media and mental health, that topic is so important to me. So being able to relate to someone who does have it in a bigger capacity, you know, having so many social media interactions every single day was super, super cool. So definitely one of my favorite memories. And of course, last but not least, I'm gonna mention it because Rachel mentioned it. Launching our TikTok account was definitely a highlight and one of my favorite memories. It just has been so much fun to create content with my social subcommittee and just, you know, spurring around different ideas with other national committee members seeing if this is funny or not, if it's too cheesy, just like, it's just so fun to really collaborate with content and make things that are relatable. And that's all I wanted to do. And I think we've had some really good success on it. And I'm really, really excited to see what's to come for the platform for sure. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I'm feeling very sentimental this episode. Um, of course, as it is my last episode um, as vice president of brand engagement, but that kind of makes me think of a point that the chapter president for Capital University PRSSA told me at like one of my first PRSSA meetings when I was back in my first year. And she said something along the lines of, you know, we are professionals um, and this is a pre-professional organization, but we're also college students and we love to have fun. Um, and I think that's something that really our TikTok on the national level just fully embraces is the fact that you know, we are professionals and we care very much about our careers, but we also like to have fun and we enjoy memes and, and laughing and all that stuff. And I know uh, making that one video brought me a lot of joy, um, even though, you know, I did expose myself with the, uh, the work from home shorts there. But anyways, um, let's go into looking into the future here. Um, we are, you know, gracious or honored to have the incoming national president um, on our call, of course, Rachel Meltzer, as we know. Um, Rachel, do you care to share any big goals you have this year with our listeners? I would love to share. <laughs> I've been trying really hard this whole time to stay succinct, but um, I don't know. I think that, you know, this year has obviously been a crazy year. But through this crazy year, I've kind of gotten to do a lot of like looking and researching and talking to people because um, I think that's what, you know, makes the best research ever is just talking to people um, who are going through the experience. And so like kind of through all of that, you know, I mean, I said it in my platform and things that um, at the end of the day, 
and the things that I do in my term as national as national president is I want to make sure that everyone has access to information that they feel like they have a connection and that they feel their purpose um, whatever that is for them personally so for me that kind of looks at that means with the rest of the national committee looking at the things we have in place and really evaluating and seeing all right this has been around a long time how can we make it better for our current society and how can we adapt and develop and you know make things more equitable where they can be more equitable and how can we bring in new fun things to keep the momentum going and keep bringing people into PR and PRSSA and getting excited about things. So um, something I say all the time is that like, there's a lot of floating boats going around. There's a lot of different things going around. And for me, I think that um, adding value doesn't mean we have to add things. Um, it can mean making the things that we have a lot better and a lot um, more engaging in things like that and really in tune with our current society and our current audience. So I'm excited for that, kind of hoping to see um, some more collaboration within districts to get people to get to know each other. That's one of the biggest things that I've seen this year that I've just been really excited about is districts starting to really connect with each other and you know get to do things together, get to talk, talk to the people around you to see the current things that they're doing and that are close to you. So I'm hoping that we can continue to foster that um, with the rest of the national committee. I think that a lot of the national committee is really on the same page just in conversations I've had with people. So I'm really excited to get this year kicked off um, and keep the momentum going from this awesome year that we've had. A lot of energy and excitement in your voice, Rachel. I'm uh, really looking forward to just kind of being a fan of PRSSA and, and watching from the sidelines as uh, I move on to my next adventure. And I'm sure Katie agrees. Um, so that's really all the questions I have. It's super sad to like think that we're going to kind of be ending things off. But my last thing really is, are there any kind of last parting words, anything you want to say to our audience um, as you know, we end one PRSSA term and start another? Yeah, I just have one thing. And I would just say, like, it's very sad, like, you know, this position is ending, and I feel like moving on to different things. But there, if there's one thing I'm grateful for my college experience, it's this organization. And I would say, we've said it before on National Committee, but I would just say as a whole, like, what you put into PRSSA, you get out. And if you want to learn and you want to grow and you want that experience, PRSSA is for you. So I would encourage you, if you love what you're doing on your chapter level, don't let it stop there. I knew that I wanted to continue what I wanted to do on the chapter level, but continue to learn and grow experience. And so apply for their, for a district ambassador position or a subcommittee position, which by the way, they are the district ambassador applications are out and I'm sure the subcommittee ones will be coming out soon. So research that, see what you can plug yourself into. National committee is an option. Like if you love what you're doing and you want to get the experience and continue to grow, um, PRSSA has those options for you. It's just not at your chapter level. And at the chapter level is great too. I learned so much there too. Um, but with anything, like you can, you can let yourself grow and so let yourself grow, give yourself the yes. Rachel said that so many times and I, I really love what she says, like we're giving you the yes. And so you know, look at different opportunities that PRCSA has, write for progressions, you know, contact the national committee for questions, do all the things that PRCSA offers, look at the internship center because you're not going to regret it. Yeah. Um, 
getting emotional. Ouch. Um, I just have a lot of respect for this committee. Um, I've grown very close to both Zach and Katie. Um, so this is a little bittersweet moment for me realizing that um, they're going to be moving on to bigger and greater things and being the phenomenal people that they are. Um, kind of a little um, envious though that they won't be on our national committee call every month. <laughs> but um, that being said, um, I am super excited for the year forward. And kind of as I mentioned earlier, like it's about talking to people and seeing people's experiences and learning and growing. So um, if you would like to share your experience, I would love to hear from you. Um, I would really love to, you know, get personal with people and hear about their experiences and how we can make our society better. Um, that's something we're going to be focusing on a lot is doing research and seeing what people have to say. Because, um, you know, we say we're PR society, we're storytellers. That's what PR people do. Um, so I want to keep telling those stories and I want to hear those stories. So I would love for you to reach out um, to chat about your experience in PRSSA, um, things you'd love to see, things that we can improve on. Um, we'd love to hear from y'all. But um, yeah, I'm just really, I'm really excited about what's coming up. And I'm also just so, um, I'm so pleased with how everything went this year and um, our committee for being absolutely phenomenal and just really stepping up in a time that um, we needed people to step up. And I just kind of saw that month after month, um, quarter after quarter, monthly report after monthly report um, of just people who are really passionate about the society. And um, it just gives me a lot of hope um, knowing in the future that um, there'll be, that there will continue to be people who step up um, and who have these incredible experiences and do so much for our society. Thank you so much to Katie and Rachel for joining me on that episode. And one final message I wanted to say too is definitely take some time to thank your faculty advisors, thank your professional advisors, and really everyone that has supported you during this crazy year. Pat yourselves on the back because it's been quite a historic year for PRSSA. Super just proud of everything we've done as a national committee, and I look forward to seeing what the new national committee does as they begin their terms here so be on the lookout for the next episode of prsa podcast and uh this is zach baroncheck signing off